0: You're listening to Breakthrough with A.J. Barrera.
1: Hey, thank you for tuning in the program. You're listening to Breakthrough with A.J. Barrera, and I got my special co-host.
2: This is Jennifer. How are you guys doing?
1: Hey, we are going to have a great show for you today. I am very honored and very happy to have this individual here with me. Her name's Ellen Marin. Ellen Marin is my teacher, my high school teacher, and my medium teacher. So the crazy part with her is that when she came into this work, she kind of like, Came out of nowhere, and I think it's kind of like God's way, kind of putting this individual in front of me. Like I did not know how this was going to happen. I didn't know how this was going to play out. And you know, we'll jump into the story how this all really kind of took place, and how this lady, this woman, this this angel, angel. really the, yeah, this yeah, angel found out like that this kid wasn't a freak anymore. You know what I mean? Yes, you
2: are. <laughs> we just tell everybody else you're normal, though.
1: So the part with her is that Ellen Marin, Let me tell you about her work. Ellen Marin is a teacher, a mentor, a researcher, a lecturer, a at- genius. A spiritual counselor she has been doing this work for about over 30 years in teaching in the metaphysical field her unique style of teaching spiritual development and psychic development is all about hands-on lessons about teaching the energy and making sure people understand what this work is all about so if you run into ellen research ellen find out about her work she's not one of these foo-foo mediums she's not these one of these fly by night people no. she really is passionate about her work and passionate about educating people because again when I came into this work, like, I didn't know anything about it, per se. And, you know, she was my art teacher and my science teacher. I was going to say, you, know? you left out the artiste. <laughs> the artiste. You know, so there's a lot of things that kind of came into this. And it's really a unique story. They, were,
2: they just didn't get caught dating or whatever,
1: right? <laughs> <laughs> that would have been taboo, right? <laughs>
2: <laughs> the after-school agenda. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, the, the story is pretty amazing. I know we're not going to tell too much until she comes on this mic right here in a couple of minutes, but Ellen really is a beautiful soul. And you said that she came out of nowhere, but I'm wondering if obviously she was already there in your life plan before you guys met. But it's really, really unique the way that she noticed your abilities, which I think was through a drawing that you were you were um, creating in art class, right? And and then, then she tapped and she said, oh, wow. But I bet she probably had an inkling before she saw that there was something pretty special about you, AJ.
1: Absolutely. And I still think I'm, I'm the unique of, the how everything all happened i mean like i'm still kind of like shell-shocked you know but at the same time i mean alan has truly not just became a teacher a mentor but also she became a friend um, a mother a mother you know and i think you know how things kind of was put together here spiritually it it all happened in the right way so i'm very honored to have alan here on the show hey alan thank you for being part of the show
3: hey thank you for inviting me
1: you know so you know it's such an honor for you being here and being part of my life and part of this journey i mean You've been with me when I started doing this work and when I started growing up and seeing all the things that I've done and to actually have you as one of my first guests here on the show. It's, it's, it's awesome. It's awesome. Let's know a little bit more about Alan and about her work. So Ellen, how did you become aware of your abilities or your psychic awareness or your mediumship abilities?
3: Okay. Um, I don't consider myself different. Um, I grew up in an environment where each one of us has a gift and it's a different gift. For instance, I'm clairaudient. my daughter is clairvoyant, and so forth. And so I never knew any different. Um, I would always, at a very young age, hear um, you know my name being called and the hair on my dog's back standing up. Right. <laughs> and I was that kid that you know went to bed with the covers over my head. In those days, I didn't have a mentor. So everything was, you know, learn as you go along. And so I learned to compensate, you know, for the sensitivity that I had.
1: Absolutely. Now, now, when going to this work, like, was there something that triggered your ability? Like, you know, oftentimes I, I talked about on one of my previous shows that either someone had a near-death experience, they had like either some sort of awakening by spirit. Did yours happen and, and by a near-death experience or was yours just through curiosity or just kind of being grown into it, basically?
3: Well, actually... There are several of the above that we mentioned, <laughs> um, at a very young age, you know, as I said, I, I'm Irish lineage and I grew up, my staple in the house was ghost stories. <laughs> and even though it frightened me to sleep at night, we love them. And so it's like, you know, just before you're going to bed, you get a ghost story and then the covers go up over your head and it's like, Oh shit.
0: Right? <laughs>
3: <laughs> I gotta sleep tonight. <laughs> so, um, I grew up in a very old Victorian home. So I just attributed to living in a haunted house.
1: Right. And then (laughs) I still do actually
3: (laughs) (laughs) Grand Central Station. Right. (laughs) And then when I came to California, I came out to go to college and um, lived in another Victorian, had many more experiences. So I figured, Hmm, this is following me and then at another point in my life when i was married i was in a seven car accident that wow. actually flatlined me wow and that's when the door blew open for me i mean really wow. blew open i couldn't control i'm just it. getting
1: chills hearing your me story too. wow yeah
3: so it was um you know learn as you go and then i um started uh taking classes out in temecula and when my mentor moved to texas it's like oh what am i going to do now you know i'm starting to get a hold on this and people are, you know, answering my questions, I found learning light in um, Anaheim. And so I studied at learning light for a number of years and then I went on to become a teacher there as well.
1: Now what made you become a teacher? Like even, even like for your background, I mean you, you work in science, you have the background of science and art, but also being a spiritual teacher was, do you think that was a calling or did it choose you or did you choose that? A high school teacher to be specific, right?
3: Well, I started out middle school okay. and then, um, and I taught science for 20 years. Wow. And then from that point, you know, I moved up to high school, uh, which is my secondary credential and did the last 17 years at the high school level. So I did, I taught a, a total of
2: 37 years. And you did science and art? In, science and art. In those, oh, wow.
1: See, people. Both went,
2: sides of the but brain. why high so, school? Aren't they a pain in the ass? Well, you know, I get really
3: you know emotional with the little ones. Meaning so, elementary or elementary, okay. and so I didn't want a primary credential. Um, what I loved about junior high is they know it all, right. and um, and so um, I just you know I've always just been very passionate in what I do, Helping. and you know, let's face it, teachers have to wear all the hats. You have to be right. the parent, the disciplinarian. You know, the a medium, the, the uh, <laughs> referee in some cases. So, you know,
2: you have to wear all the hats. How, how did that intermix with with the abilities that you have? I mean, did that help you in, in teaching these students? Do you think that it gave you a, a different sense of what they were going through?
3: Yes. Yes. So that I, you know, in, in fact, um, I was told that I should go on to become an advocate for student rights um, in relationship to like special needs kids. Uh-huh. Um, and so, um, you know, I, I just love teaching and you know, you had asked me, how did I get into this? And I can remember distinctly in my studies, I was at the sink in the kitchen one day. And of course you kind of zoom out, you're looking out the window and the right, water's right, running right. great conduit. Right. <laughs> and my guide came in and said, my job was going to be to teach the masses. And I was to put it into simple terms, uh, so people would understand this whole evolution of energy and what is happening now um, with these changes, these enlightenment periods.
2: You do have an amazing ability to break down the the complex details of science and metaphysics. I, I do believe that's your gift, don't you, AJ?
1: Absolutely. You kind of put it in lame terms for people, you know, who wouldn't know any anything about this work to kind of say, oh. I totally get it. I understand it.
2: But, you know, I've never asked you this, Ellen. We've known each other for, what, 10 years or something like that, at least. Um, Was AJ the only special kid? Uh, Obviously not special. That's not really what we want to talk about here. But was he the only experience, the only gifted soul that you got to teach or guide?
3: Uh, You know what? I've had other people go on to do wonderful things. But I have to say, AJ is my shining star. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And I'm not saying that, you know, because... I feel this unique bond, like I'm your ethereal mom and you're my son. Absolutely. Um, But, you know, you really set the bar. And I've not seen another one of my students achieve what you've achieved so far in your life.
1: A lot of it, you know, was part of you, truly. I mean, like what we mentioned in the beginning of the show, like, it all started by a simple drawing yep. that I took in your class. and I, it was, A simple drawing. I love it. It
2: was a quick draw. A lot of people he, don't even know how to draw, you guys. Well, <laughs> well, this wasn't his first week of art.
3: Right. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> there you go. Thank and, what, you. and what people don't know is he's quite a creative artist as well.
2: Absolutely amazing. Yeah. yeah. I really want him to start getting tapping into that again, too.
1: Well, that's part of the ability. And I, I think what happened was that I think it was about like uh, drawing words in the shape of like, it, it was, leaves. it, it well, was,
3: it was a quick draw and I gave you a prompt and from your words, you had to create in 15 minutes, a drawing. Do you remember what yours was? Afterlife. Afterlife.
1: Yeah. And I remember putting wings on it, I think, or clouds and, you know, making it all like fluffy. I mean.
3: And I, I had a, another medium actually visit me in class that day because she wanted to buy some that glass day? tubing.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That day.
3: And so, um. She was going through my catalogs, and um, when I got your artwork, we looked at each other and said, oh, and, you know, you walked me up to the office. Your mother uh, was a secretary at the school. Absolutely. And, you know, you were like a sponge. It's like, how come? Why? How does this work? Blah, blah, blah. And I kept saying, hey, Jay, I'm your teacher. We can't talk about this. Right, I know. know? It was very
1: taboo back then, too. I mean, that was... Well over ten years ago, you and know I mean,
3: and people, you know, people don't don't know that I was already good friends with your mother that worked in the office, and because you were under eighteen, I pretty much had to get a cardi blanche from the family to work with you. But it Absolutely. was always, you cannot, you cannot bring this up on campus. You cannot share how this weird. secret. Oh because, yeah, it was a secret. Yeah, yeah, because this was my livelihood.
1: Yeah, yeah and if it got out.
3: It would only take job. one student and Ruin it you never all. know. Uh, you know, you get a bad grade. Well, I'm going after you.
1: Absolutely. So it
3: wasn't until I retired thing, that I, I, I could come out, closet, um, come out of
1: the closet and, and do this. And
3: then it was like, okay, now that you've graduated, you can call me Ellen.
1: I know. And and <laughs> um, you have to start. Or miss. you have to start <laughs>
3: taking some lessons. But you were really tuned then. What you actually needed was the collective energy of working in group situations.
1: Absolutely. And you gave me that opportunity. I mean, you you kind of let truly led the path thing go to Learn Light, like, do this, go do that, go do this. And that was a calling. You said calling for sure. Need. Absolutely. We'll be back. We're going to take a quick break and we're going to learn more about Ellen Mary and her abilities.
0: You're listening to Breakthrough with AJ Barrera.
1: All right, we are going to go to the phone lines. We got Floor Michelle from Whittier, California on the phone line. Hi, Michelle, what's your question and how can we help you? I got my special guest here, Alan Marin, and my lovely co-host here, Jennifer.
4: Um, so my question is, is that um, I don't know why it's so hard for me to connect with my mother. Like, I feel her everywhere around me, but I, like, lately it's been hitting me harder. Like, I've been really emotional about her death and it's, it's going on four years. And I just, um, I know she's in a better place, but it's like I still need her. Like, I... I still want to talk to her every day and tell her things, but I don't, you know I mean? Like I, I don't get to dream about her like most people do. And, you know, so it's just, I, I just want to know why it's so hard for me to connect with her.
3: Okay. I'm going to address that one. When you're um, grieving or when you're in a state of having that heavy heart, your energy doesn't flow properly. And it, it goes beyond, um, Maybe not seeing mom or what you think, hearing mom, but there are signs. Um, sometimes it could be a song that plays on a radio that you are both in sync with. Um, I want you to pay attention to pictures in your house. Have they been moved? Do they hang ajar? Uh, it could be a phone ringing and silence on the other end. They love fiber optics. Um, And so what you need to do is to calm yourself and open yourself up more. And you may begin to get those little sensations like around the top of your head. It feels like a rubber band is there. That is spirit commingling energy with you, opening you up to communicate with your mother. So it's not a matter of you not hearing her. She is around you a lot. It's your bereavement that holds you back.
1: Absolutely, Flora. And I definitely agree with Ellen because oftentimes we, in the state of mind, we feel stuck. We feel like we can't get out of this moment and we want that connection so bad. It makes it a little bit more difficult to make our own personal connection. So we're always searching for signs and signals. But I think what Alan what already mentioned here is that when you see pictures, you know, sideways or whatnot, I mean, that's kind of a sign from spirit or two you're pretty drunk every night and walking into these pictures and knocking them over, you know? So it's about <laughs> paying attention to what's happening in your home. But second of all, um, when I tune into your energy, I don't feel like you're in a bad place in your life. I think it's obviously just the emotional part. So your soul needs some healing that needs to be done. And this is part of your, your grieving process, what which is Alan said. But second, third of all is that I, I feel like when I tune into like the energy onto the other side, I don't know how much you know about mom and her passing and so on and so forth. But when I tune into energy, I definitely feel like there are two separate energies that do step forward. One is actually going to be an older gentleman. The second one would actually be like the mom energy. So would mom's father still be here, please? Still, still be living?
4: Um, my mom had, I, um, she had her biological father that she wasn't in contact with. So I don't know if he's still alive.
0: Okay.
1: So
4: then she has her father figure who was her stepdad. Okay. My grandfather, well, I call him grandfather and I'm close
1: to him. And he's still living though, correct? Yes. Okay. So I need to re- relate to maybe probably the biological father that is there. I can't say hundred percent it is him, but I do have like a father figure that would be like hers, but also I have to validate there is like the mom energy that is stepping forward. Now, when your mom steps forward for me, there's a type of energy that she wants to validate for you is that she has been surrounding herself with you. But I think there has been so much clutter in your mind that has been creating blockages. Now, she's also bringing it up for me because when she talks about her passing, I do get it sudden, but not so much unexpected. Do you understand that, please?
4: I do because it it was, um, We, I knew that she was passing. I knew she stopped treatment.
1: A- absolutely, because she wants to validate. This is something that she's aware of and she takes on responsibility for her passing. So I don't want you to have like any blame or any regret or survivor's guilt saying like, could I have done something? Yeah. Could I have prevented her passing? No. Your mom is co- to
4: die with dignity is at- what I...
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And your mom is saying you're such a beautiful woman now. You understand that? Because I think you could don't treat yourself as a as a good enough woman and she wants to let you know you are beautiful. And I don't know if she has the opportunity to give you that love and say it to you, but she truly wants to say I love you. You understand that? Yes. Yeah. And she wants I'm- Oh, go ahead. I'm very
4: curious to know what she thinks of the guy that I've been seeing for like the past year.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's a common question. And I feel like the part with it is that when she steps forward, she wants to validate more so your relationship. I don't think it's a bad relationship, but I think there needs to be a lot of work that needs to be done on yourself, basically. So there needs to be a lot of healing so you can move forward and truly be happy in the relationship. But if you're kind of stuck and not feel like, you know, this is the right thing, maybe there needs to be some self-work or self-love that needs to be worked on yourself. But I don't feel like your mom is saying, no, this is a bad guy. This is not a good relationship. I think it's something that can be worked through. Okay. Do you have anything you want to add in? Yeah. On?
3: One more suggestion. Um, before you go to bed, a half hour before you go to bed, that's um, your magic time. And what I'd like you to do is set the intent. Intent is very powerful. And ask for mom to come in. And any questions you have, I want you to think those thoughts and then see what responses you get. You can use a trigger. Like um, most of us don't remember our dreams when we wake up in the morning. But before Mm -hmm. you go to sleep, think of a word or a visual. And when you wake up in the morning, that should be the first thing that will trigger it. And write it down. What did you get from that night's slumber? Or have like a little tape recorder by the side of your bed and record that in the morning and kind of keep a journal. And I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised to see that she's been very close to you and that you've been so blocked, you're just not picking up on it.
4: Yeah. Well, I feel the connection. Like her way of showing herself to me is through a hummingbird. Um, that's the way I always see her. And mm-hmm. it, it's a funny story because how that hummingbird came to play was because I, my mom was really good cook and baker and she really, my favorite meal for my birthday every year was, meatloaf and carrot cake but she made the carrot cake a certain way not like a traditional carrot cake and i couldn't find the recipe i was on pinterest and i happened to see a cake that looked like her, like it and i been you know was going through all her stuff i couldn't find the recipes for any of her stuff i was going crazy you know i was like i need the recipes i want to feel like she's with me and um, I was on Pinterest and I saw a cake that looked like it and it was called Hummingbird Cake. I love, Oh my
1: gosh, I love wow. It. That is unbelievable. So here's the amazing part is that I definitely feel like that is your validation right there yes. of your mom speaking, saying, I'm right here with you, sweetie. I'm right here with you. And and if you can take that experience and know that was your mother, yep. I mean, you don't need us to validate it because right. that is your own personal experience. And I'm so happy. I am so happy you got to experience that.
2: Yeah, because I was just going to say, do you guys have any uh, suggestions for being more aware of signs and signals? But it sounds like you're pretty connected already to your mom. And in that moment, you know, it's just like you're you're on that journey seeking it and then boom, there it is. And then hummingbird. That's just amazing, you yeah. guys. What do you think about that? I, I mean, is that's is that just communicating directly to her? I and mean, there's probably a lot um, other occurrences as well that it's happened to Yeah, well, when right?
4: I, I just moved into my apartment and you know, I was so worried about it because I'm like, oh, my God, you know, are they going to prove me? Is, is, it, is this the right decision? Is, you know, it's a little pricey, but is it the right choice? Am I going to financially be able to do it? And all throughout the process of the rental process, I kept seeing hummingbirds. Right when I was moving, I saw hummingbird. Right when I moved in and I slept, spent the night the next morning, I saw a hummingbird near me. And so I knew it was the right place for me and my kids. And um, and I feel like my dog, she used to taunt my dog, my mom used to love, she used to hate my dog. Just because she was this little miniature pincher at the time, her head was bigger than her body, and she's the tonner all the time. And she was, you know, was like in a conflict with her. And so my dog barks for no insane reason, and I'm like, okay, Oh, there's I a reason my
2: here. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's beautiful. She does things
4: that only my mom would. That my mom, you know, because she would be like, "Don't talk to me like that," and she sit, you know. And she was like, kind of like, kind of go into like a little sphinx mode. <laughs> and so I see her do that every so often. So I'm like, okay, I think my mom is like her.
3: I, I think you would be pleasantly surprised if you Google hummingbird, the significance of it. You'll see that they're like little brave warriors and that they can take steps forward and backwards. They're very cautious. But you Google it. And make sense of that. And I think you'll be pleasantly surprised.
1: Absolutely, floor, And I think this would be a great opportunity for you to kind of discover your own abilities with your mom. And make your own communication even stronger. So the the point that when you have that fear or have that doubt saying she's not around me, why I'm not connecting. I think this may be giving you a little bit of insight that she is obviously around you. I think it's about putting the work into it, you know, intuitively and into the heart. Okay?
4: Okay.
1: Thank you so much for calling.
4: Is there any, like, bad energy? Like, is she mad at anybody or anything like that that you're picking up from her by
1: chance? Absolutely not, yeah. because here's the thing is that there's judgment on the physical realm. So there's no judgment on the other side. They're not saying, I'm pissed off, I'm angry, and this and that. The only judgment that we worry about is because there's something that can be affecting us physically down here. So it's either judgment that we have with ourselves or other people that are around us. But I don't feel like any hatred, any anger that's coming through. And if it did came come through, I would have validated it for you.
0: All right, thank you so much. Thank you for
1: calling, Thank you so much, and we'll be back right after this break.
0: You're listening to Breakthrough with AJ Barrera.
1: Welcome back to the program, Um, Ellen. So. How can people kind of know about this work? Like, you know, people are kind of understanding, like, okay, there's psychics, they're mediums, there's there's intuitives. I mean, do you see there's a difference in that?
3: Um, we're all intuitive or we're all psychic. And um, we draw our feelings from our gut, which is our solar plexus. And so it it could be, you know, you walk into a room. And the room may not feel very good because Mm -hmm. prior to that, there was an argument. So that would be an example of psychic energy,
2: not physical.
3: Well, it it does deal with physical because, yes, you're linking into it. You're picking up Um, mediumship is you're a conduit. You're a radio. And so basically, when we talk about planes, you have one foot on this plane and a foot on the ethereal plane and so with your energy commingling you're able to pick up messages or if you're clairvoyant you're picking up those little split second videos or pictures to be able to convey that now people used to be of the the notion that not everybody could be a medium Mm -hmm. the more that i do this work i've come to realize that's kind of an egotistic right, right. um <laughs> oh like feeling yeah. about Almost, it. Yeah. It's all I about think,
1: me. Right. I think
3: <laughs> if you want it bad enough mm-hmm. and you have the formal training, you know, getting past
2: energy and learning like the mechanics what
3: tool works best for you, we can all do this work.
2: So Ellen, um, uh, thank you for breaking down the specifics of, you know, psychic mediumship. I know we're gonna get into that a little bit more, but I know AJ's abilities because, you know, I see him day in and day out. I would like to ask, um, what are your abilities, your forte? And does that vary or is that differ from what I know about AJ?
3: Um, my forte is I'm more of what we call a physical medium, okay. which is a step beyond me, you know, mental what we call mental or evidential mediumship. And um, so I am uh, you know, able to go into a much altered state and um actually channel um spirit or um transfigure in other words spirit overlays on me and you can see spirit on top of my face. Absolutely. And I can also sometimes allow spirit to speak through my vocal cords. So physical mediumship deals with, you know, uh, things like table tipping, automatic writing ectoplasma um and we'll cover a, and we'll cover a
1: lot more of this in, in the oh, next yeah. in the next show as well um what what are some of some of the areas too like your abilities, like you know i'm I'm clairvoyant clairsentience you know what, what are some my, of your strongest abilities and also some of your background i mean you are a medical intuitive which is yes. maybe some people may or may not know so that's something to share into that's as cool. mm-hmm. well
3: mm-hmm. yeah my i'm i'm certified as a psychic medical intuitive and um and so I'm still on, uh, with a group in Colorado, it's called the mystery school. And people will call in and say, I have Joe Schmo and he's, <laughs> and he's 30 years old and he's at this hospital and so forth. And basically what I do is I go into a meditative state and through my third eye, I'm able to pick up Joe Schmo. And then send energy into that facility either to help them transition over, to go into a surgical unit, to have a speedy recovery, or, you know, or sometimes just to make them comfortable in their transition.
1: It's almost like you sending kind of like healing energy in some sense. Absolutely.
3: And it's collective energy. There are thousands of us, you know, throughout the country, Mm -hmm. and we all get the same email and we all focus at the same time. Wow, that's
1: awesome. And,
3: you know, I had an experience where I had cellulitis and I was shutting down. And they said I had, like, less than 24 hours. And so with the antibiotics, I got stronger. And with my physical therapy, I couldn't walk. Wow. And so that morning, they took me and said, you have to climb this flight of stairs. And I could only do three. And I had to come down on my buttocks because I couldn't even walk down and uh, a group did their collective energy and like four hours later i was able to climb 13 stairs and walk down wow and then three days thereafter came home so there is a lot of power in energy. intent and prayer and energy was that in 2011 or was that a different time that was the last time was either 11 or 12. i think it was 11. Mm-hmm. yeah or wow. yeah yeah it must have yeah. been 11. Or- so i mean and it happened you know when when the virus gets in your blood, it happens very, very fast and attacks It attacked. And I just started with fevers and, you know, just starting to shut down. They said I was
2: wow. really lucky that I got there. So basically well, the energy that, is, is the good energy that, that that's where it starts. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay.
1: Well, you know, I, I think that's the amazing part that the energy and power of prayer is so huge. And I think a lot of people need to understand that. And that's where the fact that from. you're able to kind of heal from that by all these different people, you know, kind of, kind of, Coexisting as one in making that energy directed to you. Like when, when you work, Alan, like how does your abilities work? Like are you seeing the information, you know, objectively, subjectively? Are you hearing it as someone talking to you? Is it your mind speaking to you? Do you feel how spirit um talks to you or is it more of a, an impression? Like like kind of kind, e of, get, of kind kind of give us <laughs> <kind laughs> <of laughs> yeah.
3: My strongest suit is clear audience, which is clear hearing. I am also being a physical medium I'm empathic so a lot of times I get called in to do consultant work and when I walk into these facilities I'm like a beacon for spirit they all come running (laughs) and um you know, and so like when they commingle with my energy, a lot of times you'll see me jump because they just like slam right into right. me, oh, and, me. Feels yeah. like and I that. have to tell them, all right, back off. You know, I've
1: seen that many times with you. Yeah. Many times. yeah. And
3: ghosts too. Don't they use an example exactly. like that? Yeah. Like uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. And so um, that is my strong suit. Wow. And, you know, I do. What happens is when you're training, I like to have my students figure out their strong suit, but we go through all of the other Claire's. And eventually they all kick in.
1: And, and that's the amazing part because I think one once you focus on that one ability, if it's clairvoyant ability or, or clairaudient ability, most of the time they're they all paired up together. Where two, one is the strongest. Like for me, like when I'm working with spirit, I, I feel more than I see in some sense. I don't know how to describe it, but I always joke around with people. Like when I'm doing you know readings or events, I always tell people, Pay attention to my hands because you'll know what I'm talking about first before I even say it mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. I'll be holding my stomach before I even mention it. I'll be like, yeah. oh, they're talking about this or my hand over my chest. But talking that's about more that. medical,
3: right? Yeah, that's the That's the empathic, the empathic part yeah. where spirit is overlaying on you. And that's what more of the physical mediumship stuff. And so you are actually experiencing, you know, what they went through. And that gives great validation oh, to the family member, mm-hmm. you know, or or the loved one. Absolutely. Um, that's the first bit of information that you're able to put out there.
2: See now I feel like I I heavily feel like layers of energy that people do not see normally. And then everyone's like, oh, you're just making it up. That person's not upset. But I could see it. Like, I I don't know how I see it, but it's either a knowing or a feeling. But I don't know if it differs from that.
3: Well, is there there a difference between knowing and
2: feeling? There you go. You know,
3: it's that you have evolved. So you're able to see the energy transformation. So that's your clear audience kicking in, Uh, and that's you how you tap in to do your readings. That's your first bit of information. So that's the
2: clarity. I think we've had this conversation before, where they kind of fall into the same category, but they're different as far as that. Because that's not a sound, right? To feel, but if it's an overlay, then is that like it's not a gut feeling where I feel like someone's sad. But if that's energy being projected, is that something I'm seeing or is that just a knowing too?
3: I think it's a knowing. You're, okay. you're actually experiencing now.
2: Okay.
0: Thank you for clarifying that.
1: Absolutely. You know, we're going to take a quick break here and we'll be right back.
0: This is Breakthrough with AJ Barrera.
1: Welcome back to the program. Ellen, you know what? I wanted to ask you, what is some advice or some um, learning lessons or healing messages that you can give to people who are listening here about going into this work or people who want to develop this, their abilities?
3: If you feel um, you want to know more about spirit, that's already spirit working with you. That's like the muse, so to speak. So listen to what's being put out there because there are no mistakes. It means that it's your time. You're ready to start receiving gift from spirit. Um, Learn to meditate. And if you can't meditate, also music raises your vibration to be able to tune into spirit. And spirit is all around you. So be more conscious of your surroundings. It's those little things like we heard today, the hummingbird, the butterflies, Mm -hmm. um, um, pictures being ajar, m- music coming on at the most appropriate time. Lights flickering, pops, things Yeah. Spirit loves anything with fiber optics.
1: Right. Anything that has energy, they'll try to get your attention. You know, cell phones, all that good stuff. Um, you know, here's a personal question or maybe something that you can look back into. As the person that you have become today, what would you tell the old you? What advice?
3: Sometimes, Sometimes you have to let go of the past to move forward
1: mm, because your powerful. past will
3: hold you back. Wow. And I'm not going to get into my personal experiences, but I realize now it was the best thing that could have ever happened for me because it opened the door to spirit and to receiving and to be able to do the wonderful work that I do.
1: Awesome. Amen. Awesome. For more information, you visit EllenMaron.com. That's dot ncom you can also find her on Facebook and Twitter and possibly Instagram. I don't know. Are you on Instagram yet? No, not yet. All right. So find her out through all the social medias. You, you can book appointments, see our all her classes, what she's doing. And uh, we want to thank you so far for being part of this podcast and part of the show and being one of our first guests here. We're also going to do something very quick, and we call this our Insta Karma, which is kind of like the little quote of the day. So if you want to go ahead and pick you the do book the and honors, find the please? Oh. the one
3: that. Um, that comes up for me is dream about things you need to resolve and i felt that this one was really uh hit the spot with our two callers today um it dealt with those issues so uh, be open and nice things will happen for you
1: there it is guys dot com. .com. check her out thank you guys for tuning the show until next time are Are you you ready ready for for a breakthrough
0: You've been listening to Breakthrough with A.J. Barrera.